entertained? Are you not entertained? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight are my wingmen. Cousin Wayne. Matt. Jeremy. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, Cousin Wayne. Fuck yeah, we are. So tonight, you jive turkeys are going to hear us talk a lot of funky shit. Isn't that right, Matt? Yep. Matt is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Well, I don't have anything to say. Nothing I don't know. funky? No. Nothing. Just a I'm bunch not, of crackers just talking too, about black Yeah, I'm too white for this. I really am. So my favorite pick is... <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched any of these funky blaxploitation movies in tonight's verses, and you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. And if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to motherfucking Versus. Uh, versus is AV's Fight Club of Sorts, where we pit two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the, uh, what, the Thunderdome? The Thunderdome. Of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. Can you dig it? Can you dig it, bitches? We <laughs> use Versus to examine discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. Pretty basic shit, wouldn't you say, Cousin Wayne? Oh, yeah. It's pretty easy. So before we go black, I have some announcements I would like to make. We only have... Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we're not coming back. We're not going back. Once you go black, you don't go back. Uh, we only have about two, two and a half weeks left for Operation Weatherproof, man. We've come a long ways, haven't we? Looks great. Since, yeah. um, you even but. said a, a few episodes ago, it's like you were here in November, mm-hmm. you know, and fucking like beginning of January, things were just shaping up, man. We got a new, uh, ceiling. We have, um, insulation. It is so different in here. Lights, man. Nothing's going to fall on anybody's head during an episode <laughs> anymore. We, we do have an attic door right above, uh, <laughs> Matt's head. <laughs> Be safe, my friend. Okay. <laughs> God be with you. I hope no ornaments follow me this time. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but you know, Operation Weatherproof, we're almost done. Um, I decided just, fuck it, we're setting a date and uh, crossing our fingers that the funds will be there. Um, I wouldn't have done that if we were like $300 out. Mm-hmm. But we're only $50 out, man. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Okay. So all we need is 50 bucks. We can bring back the Pope, Richard Pope. Um to hang some drywall in the dragon's lair. So we're on the last phase, guys. Help us get the materials to finish this project. So if you want to donate to Operation Weatherproof, you can do so by going to the website and pressing that motherfucking PayPal link. I'm, I'm doing that because this is a mm. black exploitation yeah. episode. So, um, but... <laughs> Press the fucking link. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to go uh, throw in my weekly contribution, my wad. Do you guys have any contributions at the table? Do you hear that? That's pimping money. Come mm-hmm. <laughs> through pimping money. <laughs> That's pimping money tonight. So um, in other announcements, we have two great verses coming up for you guys in the coming weeks. Casablanca versus Citizen Kane and Aguare. <laughs> We're doing a black exploitation movie, and you're bringing up fucking uh, <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> and Aguare, Wrath of God versus Apocalypse Now will be coming up. 
really soon. That's going to be a great episode. <laughs> what are you, you, you laughing? Just thoughts in my head. <laughs> so I can't wait to get those conversations in the can and out to video land. Mm-hmm. Like how that rhymes? Yeah. Yeah. Spent all day on that one. You're trying too hard. <laughs> so, so keep an eye out for those future episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, also, we had a John Cazell marathon um, in the works, but it doesn't look like uh, that we're going to get to that episode. Um, but I'll keep everyone updated in future podcasts because I, w- I really want people to know who John Cazell is. Yeah. Do you know who John Cazell is? No. See, that's exactly what the fuck I was doing. I, I, still, I think maybe he just got lucky. Maybe he was just a really good coattail writer. Yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, I think he won. Well, so every movie he was in uh, was nominated for Best Picture, and then he died. <laughs> so I think it was worth bringing his, yeah. his, his <laughs> yeah. name up. Let's talk about this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> that could have been something, but he wasn't. <laughs> so a um, last last announcement that I would like to make is Back to the Future made it into Pantheon. Um, it received eight out of eleven votes. People really connected with Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Are you happy with that decision, Jeremy? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last time I was here, and um, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but there's enough in it that's culturally significant, and I think we've kind of laid the groundwork for for that kind of film to make Pantheon. So, so you're happy um, about it? So I'm happy about it. I think I voted yes in the Facebook poll. Okay. So you happy about that, Matt? I'm happy. I like the movie a lot. It still holds up uh, after repeat viewings. And uh, breaking it down, it just seemed like uh, no question to me that was a Pantheon movie. But you, cousin Wayne, it was a thin yes for me. Like uh, the ending just really threw me off, not knowing that you know this guy that saved their, you know, hooked them up, saved her from getting raped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, was their fucking son. How do you not fucking remember that shit? Like yeah. God, you look so fucking familiar. You know what I mean? But again, it's so I had so much fun with that movie. Yeah. And it's so iconic. I could not say no. Do you hire the rapist from the 50s to wax your car? I think you kind of do. Yeah. I, I, I got to agree with what Marshall said on that. Uh, total power move. Is it a power move? Well, I said I that. So it's in my review. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to give the credit to Marshall. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> he's, he's not such a dick. <laughs> so now, uh, Jaws is up for Pantheon consideration. Another very popular pick. Um, so we have about two weeks um, before we have to, to vote on that. Uh, so get your ass to the polls. But real quick, Jaws. No brainer. Well, I'm the guest voter, so you'll have to oh, wait to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. Good call. What about you, Matt? Uh, I think it probably has a very good chance of getting the Pantheon. I'll do the honor of giving a rewatch because that has been a long time since I see it. But... I'll probably lean that way for a night now. Yeah. And so if you had to say tonight, are you leaning uh, off towards the, Off the way? top of my head, I'd say yes. I'm leaning. Of course, I'll rewatch it. And it's something I haven't seen it like a dozen times in my life. I, I, yeah. I've always loved it. But of course, I will give it a rewatch for giving a final opinion. But off the top of my head, I'm saying yes. What do you guys think about these popular votes going up? I mean, it has to happen at some point. And it's been right? a bitch, dude. I mean, like this is my first year on council. And it's just like, wow, well, these heavy hitters are coming. Yeah. I mean, Nathan voting out clerks and then... Marshall doing Back to the Future, now Josh doing Jaws. It's like, God damn, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what do you great. think about these popular picks? I think I think it's good. I think we now have enough in Pantheon um, where you can you can put some of those big ones up where it's not like, I, oh, I want to like do this because we don't have anything in this niche in there and yeah. in this niche. Now we've got a little bit of everything, and so if there's a movie that should be in there, it's the time to put it up. Yeah, I think you? it's a good idea because I know last year it was kind of a mix between uh, popular picks and more obscure picks and picks that were like ranging from good to great to mediocre. So actually going, stepping up their game this year, I think is a good move. All right. And the last announcement that I would like to make is I only drink once every uh, like 10 episodes and this happens to be one of them. This and the martial arts marathon. So um, I'm getting a little funky. 
Okay. So just letting everybody know. All right. Um, and uh, so, all right, guys, let's talk about uh, tonight and, and why we're doing a black exploitation uh, podcast. Uh, Marvel's Black Panther released just a few days ago, and it marks a major moment for the black community. Um, it features a nearly all black cast. Um, the writer is black. It's directed by um, acclaimed director Ryan Coogler. Um, I think he's the first African-American filmmaker to make a Marvel film in 10 years out of 17 Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. That's pretty goddamn impressive. I mean, I think it's pretty important. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm white as you can get, but my skin's a little darker. And, <laughs> and as somebody, you know, I, I remember as a kid when Aladdin came out being so excited that somebody was on screen that looked like me. And there's a lot more people in the black community than there are weirdos like me, right? So, I mean, to, to have somebody that represents you on film and in a huge movie yeah. like Black Panther, um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be a really uh, a really big deal. We're it, only one weekend out. It's so interesting, too, that you bring up Aladdin because Disney's taking... I think it's Disney that's doing... Yeah, obviously yeah. Disney's doing Aladdin. They just um, are taking a lot of heat because they're taking white people and putting black face on them or, mm. or brown face <laughs> to make them look more like a black face. Yeah. Way to go, Disney. Like yeah. Great. So, I mean, they're really uh, doing some different things. Walt with, would be proud. <laughs> with Black Panther and with Aladdin. Um, so, but uh, this is a culturally, it's definitely one of the most important movies of 2018. Don't you agree, Matt? Yeah. It's been a while since there has been a, even a black superhero on screen. I mean, you had Blade and Swan, but that was a Blank long man? time ago. Blank Man, right? Meteor Man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly right. I just right. proved your point. Yeah, I mean, Hancock. Right, <laughs> especially like a, also a solo film and a serious, uh, dramatic uh, superhero film, and on this scale and this and like a wide release public consciousness. So yeah, yeah. What about you, cousin Wayne? You think this is an important film? I, I, I think so. I mean, it's just you know, I mean, there are pretty much all these comic book adaptions have just been all white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and finally, you know, a, a black hero comes along that a lot. Of, I think a lot of black people can relate with, and it's nice to see that. And I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm really wanting to. I mean, you know, I saw a little bit of piece of him in uh, the Avengers movie, and I think he, there's a lot of potential for a great story background there. You know, his father did it before him, so forth, protecting their land, and I, I think it'd be great to watch. I'm really excited for yeah, it. Yeah. So I wanted to celebrate this achievement, all right, by doing a sweet, sweet badass podcast. To coincide with not only Black Panther but with Black History Month, um, so before we get into our black exploitation, there have been some great black superheroes, or not superheroes. Let's let's just call them heroes. There's been some great heroes on the big screen. So from Lando Calrissian to the talked about Black Panther. Um, but what was the first movie you remember seeing a black hero, Jeremy? I mean, it was Star Wars for, for, for me. Was it Lando? Yeah. Okay. Um, I probably saw that movie for the first time when I was like five, um, and so so that's the first one I remember. But but you know obviously, you you caught TV when you could catch it and movies when you could catch it back <laughs> then. There wasn't Netflix, there wasn't anything. So um, so that's why these movies are so much more important because right there wasn't Netflix. You couldn't just like Google um, the movie you wanted to watch. So it was so interesting. Um, yesterday, uh, a couple days ago, I was, I was at work. And I was asking a coworker because um, I put up that poll: what's your, who's your your first black hero, your favorite black hero? And uh, I asked a guy at work, I'm like, well, I have to start off the poll with just a few, and then people can add their own later. 
And I was like, so who's your favorite black hero? And he was like, oh, I got to think about that. I'm like, that's exactly why Black Panther is important. If I said, um, tell me some white heroes, you'd be going all day. John McClane, you know, fucking the man with no name. You'd be going on forever. You know, that's not even, that's outside the superhero genre. You know, so that's why that's so important. Um, Who was yours, Matt? Mine's probably also Lando Calrissian from Empire Strikes Back with uh, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters uh, close second, just because. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, growing up, there weren't too many um, black characters in, like, family-friendly films. I mean, there are a lot in uh, buddy cop uh, movies like uh, Lethal Weapon and um, 48 Hours, but I was too young to watch that, so I had to, <laughs> I had to wait a while to actually get around to those. So, um, But yeah, so Lando, it was it for me. Right on. And uh, Cousin Wayne, I think we might be on the same page, all right? Because we grew, up, we, we grew yeah. up together, all right? So who was your first black hero and uh, your favorite? First one, yeah, first one that I can really remember having an impact on me was Ken Foray, uh, oh, yeah. star of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Mm. You know, because, I mean, I'd noticed that there had been uh, black characters in plenty of movies, like Lando Carlisian and such, but they didn't have any impact on me. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was just a side character or whatever, but Ken Foray, he was the main character. Of the, and he was in charge, and you just didn't do that back then. Hmm. And to see this yeah, happening, it was shit. like, mm. yeah, exactly. And, and I'm just like watching all that. I'm like, wow. And he's such a badass. Yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but TV, now TV series wise, though, I would have to say, you know, B.A. Barack. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. fucking loved Mr. T from day one, ever since I was a little kid. Loved it, but movie-wise, definitely Ken Forey. Yeah, I think my first hero, um, George Romero, introduced me to black heroes. Yeah, as well. Dwayne Jones from the original Night. Yeah, Dwayne Dead. Jones, Night Living Dead, played um, a black man, Ben, who took refuge, you know, in a in a house full of white people, mm-hmm. and he was taken charge too. Like said that <laughs> he was taken charge, and mm-hmm. he was the last man standing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so he was my first. I think. I think I probably watched Night Living Dead first. Uh, see, I um, watched Dawn first. But. Did you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't even remember. But I, my favorite for sure. Um, I'm a huge Dawn of the Dead fan, guys. I mean, I to this day it left an impact on me. I have a Dawn of the Dead poster on my wall. But yeah, Ken Foree uh, played a, a man named Peter, and uh, who along with Francine ended up the last two characters yeah. alive mm-hmm. in a horror movie in 1970: the mm-hmm. black man and the female. Mm-hmm. You don't get too yeah. much more progressive than that. Yeah, it was you know? nice. I mean, it really was. See something different done like yeah. that. Yeah, they survived the apocalypse in the 70s. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, a female <laughs> and a black man. So, But they left a, uh, an impression on me. Ben and, and uh, Peter were my childhood heroes um, growing up. But uh, yeah, honorable mentions real quick, guys. Anybody? Um, I'd have to go Bart from Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his hero's one. journey. That's oh, a right. great that's one. A good one. Um, and I think the pole, Blade won that pole. Yeah. I have to say Blade. You know, Blade was awesome. Um, and Lando Calrissian was one of my runner-ups as well. Any runner-ups for you? Um, Blade was was in, on my list, of course, and and that came out, you know, when I was a kid. So I was just at the the level where I could like go and watch that kind of movie. Um, so that that's probably a, a close runner-up for me. Uh, how about you, Matt? Yeah, probably just Blade. Aside from the other ones I mentioned, I uh, can't think of uh, too many more off the top of my head. Uh, maybe around that era, also just uh, Storm from X Men because a I'm a big yeah. X Men fan, and uh, she's pretty much it in terms of representation yeah. that uh, in that franchise at the time. Not not a lot of black female heroes. No, you know, yes, that's yeah. a, that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, any other runner ups for you uh, besides A Team and? Oh, and and your, say, your obvious pick, with yeah, Night yeah. Night Spawn Dog. really was. Oh, I remember yeah, him even pick. before Blade. You know, I was never a huge Blade fan. Seemed kind of run of the mill to me. 
but Spawn was something a little different, and I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, so at check the time. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So check out our poll on Adventures in Video Land. Um, I, I opened it up so people could add to it, and there's some really interesting picks that I didn't even think about that uh, generational gaps. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people put yeah. uh, Men in Black on yeah. there. Will, Will Smith's right. character was one of their big heroes. There's mm -hmm. a ton on there. I yeah. looked at it before I came over, and, and there's, you know, the top three, and then I think there's like 25 yeah. more yeah. that people have like picked their own personal. Yeah, so so Black Panther's not the the only black yeah, hero. I mean, no. it's pretty cool, though. It's, it's very just prominent. Came out, exactly. It came out, it's, it's all about timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, with everything going on, and then plus Marvel right now being the big dog yeah. mm -hmm. of comic adaptations. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, so he's not the only black hero, but, I mean, he's probably the biggest black hero at this point, right, mm -hmm. With within a franchise. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, nothing's bigger than Black Panther at this point. I think mm -hmm. it's just raking in the cash. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a it's a very important uh, time for the black community. But, uh, guys, let's get into our black exploitation verses in honor of Black History Month. Um, if you're listening and you're not familiar with black exploitation, it's a genre from the 70s that really puts a smile on my face. I mean, go rent three or four of these movies and do a little marathon of your own and you'll have a blast. I remember right. us growing up and, wa and watching Blaxploitation. Um, just God, yeah, just great it. films. It was a gateway genre for me. Um, oh, it got me into Grindhouse films. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, these Blaxploitation films would come on usually like, you know, uh, Sunday afternoons on the odd channels or real late at night. And it's what got me into how much I love Grindhouse to this day. It was because yeah. of these movies. It was a gateway film for me. I remember watching Black Exploitation with you, um, with Ryan Smith. Um, Dolomite was a big one yeah. back in the day, which we're going to be talking about tonight. Tornado Fist was another good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember so watching uh, yeah, Dolomite with you. Were, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably 20 years ago. If not more. But yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago, I brought in Dolomite. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this shit. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I think we uh, donated plasma to go... To get to get the DVDs, yeah. Because <laughs> no, you did. You got Dolomite and uh, that Tornado Fist at the same time. Yeah, it probably cost me 50 bucks for, for a DVD. Yeah, we probably got them at Sunco. <laughs> <laughs> Dating ourselves now. Um, but uh, black exploitation was originally targeted towards African-American audiences, but fast forward to today, and you have four white guys from the Midwest talking about, <laughs> talking about the genre, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's that's special, man. Black exploitation went against racial and generational boundaries. My son, I was watching a little bit of Dolomite, and I showed him the, the trailer. He's 17, guys. Mm -hmm. He's 17. <laughs> to point out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My five-year-old son loves Dolomite. No. <laughs> He's 17, and um, he didn't get to watch all of it with me, but you could tell he was interested. He had a huge smile on his face. How can you not? They're both, I mean, these movies are so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. much fun, dude. I love the soundtracks. They consisted of funk and soul, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. It's going to really depend on your music taste, but it's something that I love. Well, I'm a metalhead, and I still love it. I you mean, still there's love something it. about the groove of it yeah. I just get into. This is magic, man. And Black Exploitation was uh, one of the first times in which black actors were the heroes, mm -hmm. kind of like Black Panther. See how I brought that around? Right. <laughs> so, but black actors were nice. heroes rather than being just sidekicks or victims. Yeah. You know, which is important. Or, to or a lot of the older ones, uh, there were a lot more, well, fuck it, they were racist. Uh, yeah. A lot of times the black person was used as comedic relief. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's why Bart from Blazing Saddles is so important to me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that was a landmark. Yeah. So, so Cousin Wayne, what two badass motherfuckers. <laughs> Are doing battle tonight. All right, check this out, crackers. We are, <laughs> we are doing Shaft versus Dolomite. Uh, Shaft, nineteen seventy one, uh, got an IMDb rating of six point six and a Rotten Tomato score of eighty nine percent. Director Gordon Parks, starring Richard Roundtree, Moses Gunn, and Charles. I hope I pronounce this right. Siafi. 
Shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Dolomite, 1975. IMDb, 6.0. Rotten Tomatoes score, 50%. Mm. Fucking harsh. Uh, starring Rudy Ray Moore, <coughs> um, Dreville Martin, and Jerry Jones. Right on. I think Sweet, uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song would have probably been a better versus okay maybe yeah but they're both um you know i think they're both 71 so early pioneers all right i mean dolomites what, what yeah. year did you say dolomite uh, dolomite came I think out 75 75, to 75. Yeah, so yeah, it's not 75. too far away mm -hmm. um, years, but, but uh sweetbacks uh badass song was um yeah 71 i think it was a uh i think it compared better on the scale as well with with shaft um, but this versus goes back to my childhood. All right. My grandfather, he was white. All right. <laughs> and he would, so not, not, uh, so, um, so not our grandfather. Okay. Yeah. My, 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 uh, my mother's side. I met him once or twice. Yeah. yeah. So he used to take me out for haircuts every two days. No, just kidding. <laughs> every, every, every month he would take me to this downtown barbershop. And uh, I remember to this day, man, we would go, uh, we'd go for co uh, uh, Coney Dogs, and we'd go for a haircut. Um, special times, man. I loved it. And I remember to this day, these two black dudes that were in the uh, barbershop, okay? White barber, okay? They were talking about Shaft in Dolomite. I didn't watch Dolomite until years later, okay? But they were talking about and debating which one was the baddest dude. All right? <laughs> Dolomite... Or shaft, so that's why we went this route tonight. Okay, right okay? on, right on. So I wanted to, to make sure that was very clear. But uh, can you dig it? I can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So cousin Wayne, best location in our sweet <laughs> badass podcast goes to. I gotta go with Shaft. Uh, just the, the city ghetto. You know where where a lot of this took place and the different apartments. Uh huh. It's just all of they did. I mean, they were just. I don't know how they did it. They just kind of went into an abandoned building and did this, but it just had such realism to it. It was shot beautifully. I loved it. Okay, so you're going just New York then? Yeah. Okay. All of New York or just the oh, yeah. Harlem I mean, and like, 125th Street? Uh, I'm going to go with all of New York. I mean, like, okay. everywhere they shot. I mean, it was just like, you know, I, I had to have been difficult with all the people there, and I doubt they had a budget to get all these fucking extras. So, I mean, they just went around it. They did it great. More of a budget than Dolomite. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I got more lunch money per week in elementary school. <laughs> Fucking budget for Dolomite. All right. Okay. So, for best film location, I went with the total experience in Dolomite. It's just a, such a great club. Nice. Uh, nice sound system. Yeah. Great lighting. Good answer. Dolomite puts on a great show. There's a, It's the host to a really cool fight scene, big fight scene at the end. And uh, it's just a it's just a cool location for this type of film, especially. Nice, the total experience. All right, where are you going, Jeremy? I went Dolomite as well. I, I did the whorehouse in Dolomite. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's a good one. Who doesn't love a whorehouse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like that was the part of the movie that like got me and got me into like <laughs> yeah, okay, this is what that. this is <laughs> yes. because every single room he walks by is like completely different and something different is going on. Some and, kind of theme. Yeah, 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 and it's like you know it's like one minute and he's room, room, room. Yeah, yeah. I thought it looked like. Like Elvis's mansion. <laughs> so that that one location for me. Okay. Uh, best film location. I'm going Shaft, man. I'm doing much like you did, Cousin Wayne. I'm going... We can dig it. 
all of New York. Um, Shaft takes place mostly in Harlem on 125th Street. Um, But I'm going Harlem. I'm going Times Square, where Shaft's office Mm -hmm. is located. Um, Shaft West Greenwich Village Apartment, the gritty police station, the hot dog shop, the bar. If I have to be specific, um, I'm going 70s-era Times Square, where you've got cabs, Mm. theater marquees, crowded streets, protesters. I could watch Shaft walk around New York all day yeah. with that soundtrack. I mean, 70s mm-hmm. New York looks amazing. So that's where it I does. Yeah. Um, that takes us to our next category, category who has the biggest dick? Well, I'm going to go with Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the way he walks? <laughs> Are you going Shaft for biggest dick? So that's not a category. We're just fucking around. Oh, but, shit. <laughs> you would go Shaft for biggest dick? You know, I think I would. Matt, who would you go no. with, Matt? I'd actually probably go with Dolomite for biggest dick. I mean, the way that... <laughs> really? uh, well, the women seem to love it. And, oh, uh, they seem to yeah. love Shaft, too, man. Yeah, yeah true. And let's yeah. face it, Shaft? I mean, come on, you get that true. name for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's overcompensating, though. It's Dolomite for me. I mean, what, ten women come pick him up from jail? No mm-hmm. shit. And then then he fucks, like, seven more throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> Just because you're hornier doesn't mean you're bigger. <laughs> Dude, that's true. I think, man, I bet you... Uh, Libido? Be... Okay, Dolomite, but dick-sized Shaft. <laughs> I bet just Dolomite, dude. I bet it's just fucking unfolding, like a, it just like <laughs> like an accordion know. or something. Yes, shit. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I bet it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's dick of a nightmare, dude, for bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem to be pretty happy with that nightmare. Dude, I bet it's a fucking anaconda. Just like the, the, oh my god, I bet it's huge. But so anyway, that takes us to best character. Um, who are you going with? No, I did go with Shaft on him. Um, he seemed like he was just more. He was like I, I could watch him all day, mm-hmm. you know. And he, I, I have seen several of his other movies. Shaft goes to Africa, stuff like that. And I just I love the character, you know. A private detective, uh, badass, smartass, knows his way around with the women. Easily the Are best. Talking character. about Dolomite or Shaft? Shaft. <laughs> Shaft. God damn it, Shaft. <laughs> Sounds like both of them. I went with Shaft. Shaft did it better. Yeah, I went with Shaft as well. He just sees a cool cat. Um, he's witty. Um, he's tough. He's good at his job. Um, just in just uh, how he expresses different emotions. He can joke around with people, but he can also express simmering anger when he's really ticked off at one of his enemies. And um, it's also. It's tough to win him over, too, because, I mean, white guys especially, he's only really good, close friends. Not even friends, just he trusts Andrazi, the cop. But, I mean, it's a lot easier for him to hang out with uh, his black neighbors and get to know them better. And it's even it's even easier to for them to win him over. Like, even if he has a beef with them, if he can relate to them in, in any way, yeah, so... Uh, He's just an interesting character, uh, multifaceted, and that's why I pick with best character. Okay. I went with Shaft as well, and it, it all came down to respect, man. He yeah. just went through that city, and everybody respected him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't come across like as that's how they wrote it. Like He played that, mm-hmm. and you, I it's believed natural. every second of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Right on. So you guys know the new rule, right? You have you have two ties. If you oh, don't yeah. use those ties, your best picture is worth three points. Um, so I'm using one of my tie points, so my best picture will only be worth one point instead of three tonight. All okay. right. So, um, but goddamn, why didn't they ever make a Dolomite versus Shaft movie? Right. You're talking about uh, these. I would. I would have. I would have aided up. 
Um, but how can I choose between Shaft and, and Dolomite? I mean, they both have awesome theme songs. Um, depending on what mood I'm in, I love them both, right? I think I probably go more towards Shaft, but Dolomite has a fucking awesome theme song. Um, they both talk shit. They can both back it up. Um, they both are legendary sex machines. Um, Shaft is a lover, man. His sex is smooth, right? After sex, Shaft gets back to business. He's kind of shitty. Right? <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> shitty afterwards, yeah. right? But Dolomite fucks harder. <laughs> he does. His sex is graphic and horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> After sex, Dolomite will slap you and give you another fucking... <laughs> one you won't forget. <laughs> wow, bitch, I'm hard again. <laughs> Shaft dresses cooler, I think, with his leather oh, jacket and yeah, yeah, his turtlenecks. Yeah. But define cool. Dolomite... He fuck. He's just straight pimping. He is with man. his fucking pimp gear. So I don't know who, who do you go with, right? Did he tell a guard to shove the uniform up his fucking right ass? Up his or fucking wipe ass. his ass. With wipe it. your ass. <laughs> with it. Yeah, yeah. So he's, it's a different kind of cool, right? All right, on, um, right, on. But I think I can dig it. I think Dolomite cusses better. I think he puts yeah, he does, emphasis man. on the motherfucker. You can feel the venom in him. Yeah, when he's saying the that. venom, dude. But I think Shaft says shit better. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, who do you go with here? So both are badasses. I think a tie is fair. Oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. fair. All right, I'm going to tie. Best screen duo. Uh, I'm probably going to catch some shit for this, and I don't care. Uh, I went with Dolomite. I went Dolomite and Queen Bee. No, that's actually a good that's one. That's good! Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, I figured I'd get shit for it. Oh. But I loved seeing the two together. First of all, it's just weird that Queen Bee kind of looked like more like Queen... Or drag queen bee. There's something spooky about her. Like her dick might be bigger than mine. <laughs> but uh, the two of them together, man, they just played off each other so great. She had been his top bitch for God knows how long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you tell these two have been together for a while, whether it's a business relationship, whether they're just straight out fucking, who knows? But there is a connection there, and you can see it clearly in that. Yeah, for sure. I, I like that pick. Right okay. I went with a John Shaft and Vic Andrazi and Shaft. I mean, there's racial tension there, but uh, they also seem to trust each other. Not They're not exactly friends. Was but, that the main was that the detective? Yeah, that's the main defense detective. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick too. Yeah, they're they're not friends, yeah. but they do they do joke around with each other and give each other shit like they would be friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, especially at the end about, yeah, I'm uh, close to yourself, shitty. I mean, they both say it to each other <laughs> in different circumstances. So, you know, they have some enough of a repartee that they can get along even if they don't always see eye to eye and yeah. how they, each other operates and they if they don't always share information with each other. They know at the end of the day that they're going to get stuff done. Yeah. So I had to give them yeah. best duo. So it's yeah. like they really like each other, but they don't want to admit it to each other yeah. or themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh-huh. And you brought it up. I love that scene. If I ever make a movie, it's going to have a, a closing scene like Shaft yeah. where it just, it doesn't make no sense. He's like, I need you to close the case for me. And he's like, close yeah. it yourself. <laughs> close it yourself, shitty. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear the chief going, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's great. <laughs> Where'd you go? I was Jay? on the same page as you. I did Dolomite nice. and Queen B. Oh um, hell yeah! I she's just holding down the fort there. She is. When she fires that bitch. Shit, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's clear that she commands just as much respect as Dolomite does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So she's his equal. Uh, hell yeah. So yeah, he right. put her in charge for a reason, man. Yeah. yeah. Let me. Uh, so for best screen duo, let me let me quote somebody here. Right. All right. I noticed the warden said you'd be alone, but Dolomite, you ain't never been alone. When you were doing time, I put your girls through karate school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Queen Bee and Dolomite. Yes. Yeah, whether Dolomite, give me some love there, whether Dolomite is doing time, whether he's slinging dick or getting his vengeance, 
Queen Bee runs the whorehouse and keeps his shit in she order. She does, man. And she's the only one that Dolomite speaks um, to as an equal. Yeah, has some yeah, respect yeah. for you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, even the prison warden calls her Queen Bee. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't fucking with this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, hey, Teresa. <laughs> it's like, no, Queen Bee. <laughs> Give me some info. Tell me, you right? real, it ain't none of this. You tell me your real name, woman. You know, I, I know none yeah. of that shit. Yeah, even the warden respects. Your I name's was like, Queen Bee. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. cool. That's cool. I, I dig it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. Um, so that's my duo, Dolomite and Queen Bee. Nice. Um, that takes us to best villain antagonist. Uh, I went with uh, Shaft, Bumpy Jonas. Mm. Man, what a just a cold motherfucker! Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can just tell everything he says. There's something sinister behind it, and he, he's got the, the facial expressions. I think he's just a great bad guy. You know, typical criminal type villain for this type of movie. Good deal. I had to go with surprisingly a Mayor Daly and Dona and Dolomite. That's he was my one. runner. Uh, he he bailed out Shaft from jail just to rain misery upon him, just to fuck with him. And he also, just the way he visually sees he killed Pinky at the end, he oh, was like really oh, tearing know, into man. her. That was yeah. just so Strangles nasty. that bitch. I know, he he's like a, he's like a real scumbag. So he's I like had to give him. while he's doing it and shit? Yeah, I know. All I, butt I naked? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you do it. It's on for that part. When you yeah. strangle yeah. a bitch, Jesus. you take your clothes off. I guess. Well, he was already fucking his wife and Pinky, so he was, <laughs> yeah. That's, but yeah, that's, that's my best villain. I went with Bumpy Jonas as well. It was nice. just he was just so. I'm gonna like doing episodes with you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so calm and collected through the whole mm-hmm. thing. He's oh, 50 grand, yeah, that's fine. Whatever, I yeah. wipe my ass with 50 yeah. grand. You know, he just like was unfazed by anything. So uh, there's there's I I was scared of him. You know, if I went yeah. to a room uh-huh. and somebody was like, yeah, I mean, whatever, just get it done, just let him in. I'd yeah. be like, shit, yeah. this guy's hardcore, man. <laughs> Oh man, I'll be honest with you guys. I almost went rubber chicken on this, mm. only because oh, really? only because when I'm watching um, black exploitation, all right, I want my uh, my villain slinging dick, getting. I want the kids hooked on smack. You want to be just like pretty much the, the heroes, killing, <laughs> killing, minus the smack, killing peeps. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I went with Bumpy. Um, I gave in. I was like, um, he's definitely ruthless. He's definitely a hustler. I just don't get to see him doing it. Mm. But you know, he's doing that yeah. shit that I just yeah, yeah. The, just that I just talked about. But um. He's based on an African American mobster from the 1930s, which I thought was interesting. So um, yeah, I like I, I like Bumpy as a 1930s inspired villain, yeah. and I think you can see that. Um, after I, I read that, I was like, I, I can dig that. But he's he's worried about family, but he also keeps an eye on his wallet because mm-hmm. it's um, his business. Because yeah, because money always matters. Yeah, you know. So I, I I can dig that. So he's a hustler. I didn't get to see it too much, but he's a hustler. Yeah, I like to have seen more of him. That was yeah. my one complaint. I'm going. Um, Bumpy. So, best hero. Shaft, man. I mean, you've got this, you know, badass private detective. You know what I mean? He's still, he's going to work. He does not like Bumpy at all. But he's going to work for him for two reasons. One, shitload of cash. (laughs) But I think he generally wants to save this girl. You know, she's just this little innocent girl. Even though she's the daughter of this fucking scumbag, he's going to do it anyway because he is a good guy. He may not be forward with it. He may not want to admit it. But he is a decent... I mean, he. let's face it, he could be a fucking kingpin. Mm-hmm. With his personality, mm-hmm. the way people look at him, he could be the ultimate bad guy. Are you talking about Dolomite or Shaft? I'm talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <No. laughs> but, uh, uh, you know what I mean? But because he is a generally good person, he chooses to work for the law. Uh-huh. I wonder how a black person would see this award. Because you look at Shaft and... He moves up to Greenwich Village, which is dominantly white. Mm-hmm. But I think your goal is to move on up, right? Yeah, to right. the side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his apartment was sweet. I don't, he's yeah, solving yeah, a lot yeah. of cases. So did he oh, sell yeah, out? he's living good, man. Did he sell out, though? Because Dolomite, he sticks to the streets. 
to his people. But you have Shaft moving up with the white folk. I think he yeah. just knew what the fuck he was doing, man. Because let's face it. I can't believe Even him. if he was moving up with the, the white folk, whatever, that, that time period, a lot of racism still going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So no matter how, they would have been like, no, no, you you stay down there where you belong, no. Shaft. Because he's just so fucking good. Do so you think he can make a difference from the Greenwich Village? Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think it would fucking matter. They could hate him all day no. long, but he's just such a badass, so good at what he does. He'd move on up anyway. Because there <laughs> there is a lot of criticism for him moving up uh, and not sticking to the. Streets. I think he did it to prove a point. And be like, you know what? You're white. I'm black. You don't like me because I'm black. This is my way of saying, fuck you. I can dig that. Sure. <laughs> I also had to go with John Shaft in Shaft. He's a he's a black private dick who's a sex machine to all the chicks, and he's really good at both. <laughs> fuck yeah, too. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Matt. The good the, the good thing is he's good at both. I uh, really love how he's good at laying the groundwork. Uh, going out was on that groundwork? Groundwork. <laughs> that too. That too. But going out on the streets, talking to people, finding out what's going on, piecing everything together, staking st- things out. Going undercover like he does in the in the No Name Bar, uh, he's really good at his job. He's really good at pleasing the ladies. He's really good at getting shit done. So he had to get my best hero. I went a little bit different way. Um, I went with FBI agent Blakely from Dolomite. Nice. I thought he was cool. the only yeah. character yeah. in both movies that was uncorruptible, right? True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shaft and Dolomite are badasses, mm-hmm. but they're both. You know, Shaft is That's haggling awesome. for more money and, and the thing. You know, he's. Letting people fly out his window, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's living, you know, on the line. Yeah, yeah. And FBI, uh, you know, FBI agent Blakely, he's just doing everything the right way. <laughs> You've got to have, he's got to be the hero in yeah. it because otherwise nobody's going to jail, right? Everybody's so, everybody's yeah. so fucked up. Is that up. the one that talked yeah. to the preacher? Um, no, he's the, he's the black one. He's the one that arrests yes, everybody yeah. at the end. So yeah, yeah. he was the one. Oh, that, yeah, he talks yeah. to the pre- he calls him a, the second time. A, he yeah. calls him a freaky preacher son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, pushes him up against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> you freaky preacher son, son of a bitch. <laughs> and That's he's like pick. he's like got yeah, it yeah. Uh, nailed down on that. He's like, what about that uh, that old lady you've got in the back? Right, he he knows what's going <laughs> he on. He knows what's going on. <laughs> That's a good pick. Um, I'm going best hero. I'm going Shaft. Um, and you could almost pick the hero by their theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going Shaft. I mean, uh, Shaft's a good dude. Always looking out for his brother, man. Um, he's not afraid of danger. Always giving out money. Yeah, yeah, he gave a, a little boy uh, money. He said, hey, go get yourself something to eat. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think he gave him a dollar. But <laughs> hey, man, seventy-one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He gets the he gets the kidnapped way. girl back. He takes down the mafia. Um, I think New York is better with John Shaft. I think the streets well, are, yeah. are better with Dolomite. Mm-hmm. You know, um, helping his his people out. Yeah, um, yeah. Dolomite Dolomite is the urban hero, but I think Shaft makes makes a larger impact overall. Mm-hmm. I think he's the New York hero. I think you know, a hero to both you know white and black. Yeah, people, I don't think. Yeah. Dolomite's the L.A. hero. No. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. Shaft is the New York hero. Yeah. So I had to go with Shaft for best hero. That takes us to um, best kill. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, man, again, I had yeah. to go with Shaft. Uh, the guy, really? The guy pretty much throwing his own ass out the fucking window. <laughs> I want If you've got this on DVD or, or whatever, <laughs> rewind to that scene All right, mm-hmm. and freeze frame scene by scene. And it literally looks like he's like, I'm done fighting, <laughs> and runs, runs out right the out the window. fucking window. I mean, I, I thought I caught it. I'm like, no, no, because Shaft is pretty much like, like he knows mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You know, he's like, yeah. nope, fuck it, go it's ahead, go. Hilarious. It doesn't. You can see him going to go, and all of a sudden, like dodge off to the side on purpose. Like, you know, I could run into this wall, but no, yeah. <laughs> and run. I, I loved it. It's just so fucking funny. 
Okay, so my best kill is in Dolomite. It's towards the end of the movie when they're in the total experience during the big fight. There's this uh, girl with a knife. He just goes up to a guy. She just starts wailing away on him, just slicing him up. And I just knew he's not coming back from that. He has to be dead. <laughs> so that's why that gets me the best he's kill. He's not coming back from he's that He's not shit. coming back from that. There's no a way. lot of people not coming back from Dolomite. No, no. no. <laughs> Whether he killed him or fucked oh, him. Oh, man. Okay, where are you going? I, I went Dolomite as well. The mayor gets shot five times, climbs yeah. onto the wing, and gets shot four more times. <laughs> oh, God yeah. damn. He's a tough uh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's also not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you someone else who's not coming back. My best kill went to Dolomite near the end of the movie. Dolomite rips Willie Green's heart out of yes. his yes. chest. His fist is just shaking, <laughs> kung fu style. And then the cop gives Willie a few shots to make sure he's dead yeah 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 he ain't coming awesome. back yeah. from that shit um i do have to give a runner up though i want to see if you guys saw this in the same way i did uh dolomite shoots a guy after making him dance on the road towards mm -hmm. the beginning of dolomite yeah, and then one of his bitches i think leans down well, she and just like slits his throat i think she, I think she cuts, cuts off his dick, dick off yeah, i think she cuts his dick best, off yeah. She's, yeah, she, she's going help me he's like I'll help him. And it does almost look like she just kind cuts of... Cuts his yeah. dick off. Yeah. Laid out, yeah. <laughs> She's not extending towards his head. It's like she just cuts his dick off. I swear to God. I, I yeah. thought the same thing, too. Okay, she cut his dick off. So that was my... <laughs> <run around. laughs> well, it's unanimous, I guess. So that takes us to what the fuck. Oh, my God. I, I could have just done what the fuck moments all so day. So give, give us a, um, a runner-up, and then we'll go around. You know, honestly, I didn't write any runner-ups. At all, there's right, just so you, many. Matt. <laughs> Do you have any that you're off the top of your head? Oh man, off the top of my uh, the, the way Dolomite. Did you notice this? He never looked anybody in the eye. He always looked yeah. down at their mm. dick. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's looking at his own dick. But my it, dick's it, it just that seemed dick. like he was always looking <laughs> down, <laughs> and that bothered me. But uh, uh, my what the fuck moment did go to Dolomite. Uh, not only did you see a lot of boom mics in the shots, uh -huh. but in the parking lot of one scene, you could see the boom mic operator laying on the ground, <laughs> holding up the thing. <laughs> when he was talking, I think it was a creepy, the, uh, the cocaine guy. Cre the creeper. Creeper, that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's just like, they're not even trying. <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit, independent films, you know? Not one. And then, you know, every now and then you catch the boom mic or you catch Shadow or whatever. You don't see the goddamn guy laying down on the parking lot. It was... Almost like something out of a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> right on. Runner uh, up. Give me a runner up. Uh, I have a couple of like, quick runner ups. Um, they're just like weird moments from Dolomite. All this, what these, what the fuck's gonna be from Dolomite? Uh, one of them is a weird cut to this random guy popping a wheelie on a bicycle. It's just like coming out of nowhere. It is like something wee or something. Oh, it's I really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like really weird. weird. You know. And then shortly after that, Creeper's weird dance after getting hammered. It's like he has something in his pants and he's like, just like, antsy in his pants. It's just, it's just really weird. But my number one, what the fuck, I kind of touched upon it, but Mayor Daly becoming psychotic as he kills Pinky. He's just, yeah. it's just so vicious and he's like animalistic. And it's yeah. just like, what did he do to her to deserve that? It's just, it's yeah. just nuts. Runner-ups? I had a runner-up and it was Dolomite. And it's during the, uh, the fight scene, you know, um, where... The, his karate bitches have come in. There's like this this moment where uh, one of the villains, you know, is fighting somebody else karate style, and this girl like comes in and she like almost hits him, and then she looks directly at the camera and realizes it's not the right time, oh. and then waits, and then like, oh, and then, like two seconds later, she like does her move or whatever. That's awesome. That was my runner up. My number one. Well, hold, hold up on that one. Hold up, because you already gave yours number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll come back around for the number ones. Um, my runner-up was um, so Shaft gave a dude twenty dollars, right, for information. 
right? But this cold, hungry, starving kid on a step, I think I zoomed in on it. He gives him a fucking buck. He gives him a dollar. He makes 50 bucks a fucking hour. <laughs> he gives this poor little bastard a dollar. What's he going to get for a dollar? Dude, back then, man, you could have gotten yourself. Well, he just wanted him off the doorstep. He didn't yeah. really care about his. I don't know. I was <laughs> like, I zoomed in on that. Kid. I was like, that's a fucking dollar. Um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Shaft. So, um, there's a fucking clown or mime painting in his in his apartment, his Greenwich Village apartment. I didn't notice that. Yeah, even the detective stops and kind of like looks at it really weird before he what walks out. Fuck? <laughs> it, it's just a weird clown painting. Really, it's so fucking weird. You need to watch that again for that. All it's right, crazy. I'll check that out. Um. And then another one was, um, you know, the last line, close it yourself, shitty. That cracks me up. Um, but another one that, that cracked me up was, so if I get this right, he, he, he used to run a nightclub, right? He goes to jail, and then the, the chicks that worked for his nightclub turned to prostitution just to keep things afloat while he, while he was gone <laughs> and learn karate. <laughs> I fucking love, time. I love yeah. it. I had to suck dick for money <laughs> to keep things afloat and pay for karate school. That's oh. a lot of dick sucking. <laughs> I think I'm going to save my number one. The other, Yeah, this is my, I was kind of confused on where I wanted to go for number one. So I'm going to give my runner up the boom mic. The boom mic was my number oh, one really? for a while. Yeah, yeah. The boom mic, fuck, it just, it just. <laughs> He's just laying there, man. Well, the boom mic just hangs in scenes for minutes yeah. on end. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fucking crazy. Especially that, uh, where the two cops are hassling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dolomite. You just see the, the boom mic just hanging. There. Did you guys catch any around that? and shit? Oh, it's all no, over. There's no. just one scene. I think it's when he goes to the preacher's place. Um, when they're when they're haggling and uh, there's all those coffins there. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene right at the beginning, like in the foyer, where the boom mic's just hanging there for minutes yeah. on end. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking grindhouse, man. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. So, um, number one, what's yours? Uh, I think I actually gave my number one earlier, the Mary Daly one. But if I had another one, like a runner-up or something, just the opening scene of Dolomite because when I first started watching it I just thought the acting was so bad the writing was so bad I thought <laughs> what kind of movie is this is this gonna be even any good but then uh then uh once Dolomite gets out of jail and stuff starts happening I, I really got into it so. <laughs> it <laughs> does the, take a few it minutes it takes man. a while it takes a while my number one was his parking lot poetry slam in Do Dolomite. <laughs> yes. It literally, I went back. It, it's over five minutes long. Right. That, that's like... He's just going on about It's the a significant sailors. chunk of the movie because the movie's an hour and a half and he's talking about the Titanic. Yeah. I don't know why. He has this black cook and uh, he's like, you tell these white motherfuckers to kiss my <laughs> They're all into it, dude. I would have stopped and listened to it. Yeah. I mean, later in the movie when he does his like performance, I guess it kind of makes makes sense that this is something he does, <laughs> yeah. but we've not mentioned it to this right. point, so yeah. it just seemed so yeah. random. I, th I, th I was wondering, maybe it's because uh, uh, before doing this, he was a uh, stand-up comedian. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if yeah. maybe they tried to incorporate that with the movie well, figure. Yeah. You would have known that well, or You would what, think but... that they would do a flashback or something with him in the total experience, his yeah. club doing the parables, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, because you get that at the end, too, mm -hmm. but yeah, in the middle of the movie, it's just fucking jarring, because you're like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> and he starts off with the Titanic. It's not even about, like, <laughs> <I know>. anything. <laughs> it's like prison or, you know, yeah. fucking honky no, it's about the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's last parables about monkeys and lions or yeah. something, so which I'm sure is probably more relatable, yeah. but I, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> the plot for um, Dolomite is my number one. What the fuck, okay? The beginning of this movie, right? Um, it just goes off its own logic. Um, if So correct me if I'm wrong. The warden lets him out 
to prove his own innocence. <laughs> <laughs> you got well, it. Because <laughs> Queen Bee convinced him. Right. Oh, and, <laughs> sure she did. And on the way home, he murders four fucking people. I know. That's the first thing he does, right? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Well, no, that's not true. He changes, yeah. sucks a booby, and then kills five people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds like a great fucking day, doesn't it? <laughs> I think the warden was a straight dude. You know, he wasn't getting paid, I don't think. He was, like, he was, he was all into it. He's like, oh, I need you to prove your innocence. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? So yeah, that was that was my number one. What the fuck? Proving your own innocence. Good one. Okay, so that takes <laughs> that takes us to best score sound. Uh, Shaft. How can you go wrong with Isaac Hayes? Yeah, yeah. you know the vocals. The, the, I mean, just fucking love Isaac Hayes. Not just from South Park either, <laughs> but I, I love his music. I mean, he's just got that voice. You hear it, you know you're you're listening to Isaac Hayes. There's you don't even have to be into that kind of music at all. To know that you know this guy's voice, and he does such a great job with the Shaft soundtrack, and it's such an iconic song too. You know, I mean, who doesn't know that? You know, you dip, shut your mouth. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. even if you haven't seen the fucking movie, you know that song. Yeah. So that's why I'm also going Isaac Hayes for Shaft, uh, not only for the great title track, but also Soulsville. I thought it was a really oh, cool song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, also just yeah, just a really cool song. And the, and there were some musical pieces. Uh, Shaft's Cab Ride, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. All of the soundtrack was soulful, yeah. groovy, memorable. It's just all great. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I went the same way. The whole soundtrack fit the film. Nothing mm-hmm. took me out of it. And I mean, obviously, everybody agrees it was a Golden Globe winning soundtrack, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Easy choice. Yeah, I'm dude. Same here, man. The Shaft uh, soundtrack is a prime example, I think, of what the uh, black exploitation genre can offer. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is amazing. Um, the soundtrack recorded by Isaac Hayes. You know, as you guys have, as you said, Jeremy won a Grammy Award for best soundtrack. I didn't know it won a Grammy Award. Yeah, That's Grammy awesome. Award for best soundtrack. Soundtrack. Um, a second Grammy for best instrumental um, arrangement. Um, the theme for Shaft won the Academy for Best Original Song, and I think it deserves all yeah. the all the praise. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Not just the theme, but Matt, you brought up a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, every, uh, Bumpy's Lament. Mm-hmm. Um, every every track I think is awesome. Um, f- the big pull away for me from this um, verses is the Shaft soundtrack. I think it is awesome from the beginning to the end, and not yeah. just the theme. Um, I do want to give some love to that Dolomite song, though. Mm. Like the, the soundtrack in general <laughs> yeah, for Dolomite, right. you know, it, yeah. it's what it needed to be. Mm. But the Dolomite theme <laughs> is so awesome. It's something like on the day he was born, his pappy wore a sign saying Dolomite is here. He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I don't even know, yeah. but it's, it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, overall, the Shaft soundtrack is bitching. Yeah. So um, that takes us to our next category, um, best quote. I'm going to give just one runner-up. <laughs> There's so many great quotes oh, in this. Oh, man. Uh, Dolomite, uh, the creeper. I'm so bad, I kick my own ass twice a day. <laughs> Shit, you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line, dude. But uh, the award, uh, again, Dolomite. I'm Joe Blow, the lover man. You should be paying me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. And dude. that's him speaking to a prostitute because he took back the hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. That's awesome. I had to give this my first tie because I could not choose just one movie. Uh, so for Shaft, uh, Andrazi tells uh, Shaft, "You ain't so black." And Shaft replies, "And you ain't say white either, baby." It's a great comeback one-liner. It's subtle. It po- it's a pointed commentary on the relationship as well as racism. So I just thought uh, that was great. Um, 
And then uh, runner-up for that film, uh, close yourself, shitty, because it's it, it, it's it's replayed several times, but it's uh, in different contexts each yeah. time. Close your close it yourself, <laughs> yep. shitty. Uh, so the other tie for Dolomite, um, kill me later. <laughs> Dolomite's in the total experience. He's talking to one of Willie Green's men, and he tells him. Tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. <laughs> it's just a, such a really great line. Yeah. I think it's, well, it has to be one of the best one-liners I've ever heard in a movie. It's just oh, so, so great. Good. 24 um, but I have to get, mention some of these other Dolomite quotes. <laughs> There's a no lot. There's too many. Uh, <laughs> if you ever see a ghost, cut the motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of them that was... Oh, early on in the movie, I thought I was going to get my best quote because it's just so good. Uh, man, move over and let me pass before they have to be pulling these hush puffies out your motherfucking ass. <laughs> just uh, so awesome. So, yeah, tie for best quote. <laughs> for me, I, I went with Shaft, and I'll tell it, I'll, I'm going to tell you why I picked this quote, and it's because of Star Wars. Uh-huh. Uh, Harrison Ford's quote to, to Princess Leia when she says, uh, You know, I love you. And he says, I know. That's like one of the most iconic (laughs) quotes out there. And this is Shaft. This is 1971. Uh, His woman says, I love you. He says, yeah, I know. This is 10 years before. Oh, that's awesome. Console nice. ever I didn't even pick that up. That's yeah, awesome. Ten y- I have a tattoo on my fucking wrist, too, and I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> Six years before the first uh, Fake Star fan. Wars movie oh, comes out, yeah, so man. I had to go with that. Yeah. Right on. Guys, I have to give some runner-ups real quick. <laughs> this was so hard. I don't even know if, if I have one, because it's so so many good ones. Um, <coughs> let's start with Dolomite. Um <laughs> I love when he goes, so the cops are trying to intimidate Dolomite, and he dumps the cocaine on their heads. Yeah, yeah, and he says, that's for fucking with me, you no-business-born insecure motherfuckers! (laughs) I've watched that so many times, (laughs) that scene on YouTube. It's how he says it, man. You motherfucker! (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you brought it up, Matt. Uh, Ghosts, if you ever see a ghost, cut that motherfucker. (laughs) Um, And then Dolomite talking, I think it was about the warden, he goes, that rat soup eating insecure honky motherfucker <laughs> rat soup eating motherfucker I love and he's it. insecure <laughs> and then you brought it up the creeper yeah I'm so bad I kick my own ass twice a day shit you ain't saying nothing the hamburger pimp oh the hamburger pimp I love it and then um, I'm gonna let you know that Dolomite is back on the scene I'm going to let him know that Dolomite is my name and fucking fucking up motherfuckers is my game. (laughs) And then um, Dolomite, another one, is a man, move over and let me pass before they have to be pulling these hush puppies out your motherfucking ass. Uh Uh, The guard thing about wiping wiping your ass with the fucking uniform. Uh, But I have to give... um, Oh, yeah, and the cop, you freaky, you freak preacher son of a bitch. I love it, dude. It cracks me up every time. But some uh, some shaft quotes. Why don't you stop playing with yourself, Willie? You ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way that he looks at that guy, too. Yeah. He's like, won't you stop playing with yourself, Willie? Because you ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> I love it. I eat it up. Um, and don't let your mouth get your ass in trouble. Is a yeah. John Shaft line I love. Um, you got problems, baby? Yeah, I got a couple of them. I was born black, and I was born poor. <laughs> Those are some of my, my runner-ups, guys. But my favorite, dude... This goes back to when we were uh, younger and we were watching Dolomite <laughs> on DVD for the first time, man. And it is it is trick. Um, and it's a hooker gets her, her money stolen by a trick, mm. right? And he goes, I am Joe Blow, the love of man. You should be paying me, bitch. Shit. 
Here's two dollar. Get yourself some douche powder. Be clean for me next time. Shit. <laughs> I so when love I come back, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Joe Blow, the love of man. I love it, dude. I can't can't get enough. So that takes us to our next category, which is best screenplay. All right. Well, Shaft was a good story. You know, you had this private detective looking for a little girl who, you know, who's yeah, the daughter of a big crime boss. But I had to give it to Dolomite. It is the only story I know that involves a kung fu pimp. <laughs> you don't get any better than that. And Shaft was better written, but I had so much more fun with Dolomite. It, it just stole it away from me. I had to give it to Ernest Tidyman and John D. F. Black for Shaft. It's a great detective story, as well as being a great examination of racial tensions in the early 1970s in New York City. Uh, Shaft is a great detective, and uh, he faces some really tough villains i mean i don't think they're the greatest of villains but it's still a pretty solid plot as well very intricate uh character relationships between shaft and bumpy shaft and the detective and it's just a uh, really well written it's it's so many different emotions it's funny it's thrilling it's moody and uh yeah that's why i have to give it best screenplay it's just really fun I went with Shaft as well, and it was for similar reasons. You know, every single time he stops and talks one-on-one with somebody, it's like a real story. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was into it. I believed it, um, which wasn't so much the case with Dolan. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely not real, but I, I just had so much more fun with it. I had yeah, yeah. So you guys might argue with me on this one, but um, I disagree with you guys because I think Shaft is your generic, very mm-hmm. generic uh, detective story. Mm. You know, a guy gets the kidnapped girl, you know, takes down the mafia, blah, 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 blah. But um, I've never read, all right, the uh, the Dolomite screenplay. Mm. But it, I bet Was you. Was it written down? I bet, <laughs> I bet Good you. Question. It's the best fucking shit ever. <laughs> I bet if you read that screenplay, you'd be laughing your motherfucking ass <laughs> off. It's like, come on, I bet it's like, you know, Dolomite says, motherfucker, and suck my dick. And fuck you again, like <laughs> I bet it's like click 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 ching click 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 ching Switch motherfucker. Bitches climbing yeah, it's on like his fuck dick. you, no fuck you, motherfucker. Probably twenty pages of yeah. <laughs> that shit, right? But it's it's a very simple plot. Dolomite framed, Dolomite released. Pure vengeance, <laughs> karate. <laughs> but every character cusses like like a pimp with his dick caught in his zipper. <laughs> Every line, every line is pure. It's perfect. Like all of our quotes, we had mm-hmm. tons of Dolomite quotes. Mm-hmm. Even if you look in the, uh, so I do know this part. If you look in the script, it says um, "Penny Hustler" mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for the creeper or for the hamburger yeah. pimp. A Penny Hustler. I've never heard that <laughs> no, shit. I haven't either. I bet you that's all over the Dolomite screenplay, man. So I, I loved it, man. And there's just something about how he says that f word again. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know if that's in the screenplay or if it's all like just gorilla filmmaking in LA <laughs> they're just like improvising everything <laughs> but if that's the screenplay it is solid gold um, I think with Shaft it works because of the music and Shaft Richard Roundtree yeah, yeah. you know I think uh, this movie works so much because of the scenes and Dolomite are and so dialogue. ludicrous and the dialogue which really breaks does. down the screenplay so that's that's where I'm going um, that takes us to best special achieve oh you calling for the rubber chicken I am calling for the rubber chicken best special achievement no special achievements. None. Whatsoever. I'm gonna battle you, dude. You go for it. <laughs> you let me know which about these two movies had such a wonderful technical achievement that it deserves no, a award. Special achievement. Yeah. yeah. Even Jeremy's like, yeah. yeah. Special <laughs> achievement. Special. Is there anything special about these for achievements? 
Nothing that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can take back this rubber right. chicken. Well, for special achievement, I still decided to go to a technical achievement. I went with okay. cinematography by Urs uh, Fur and Shaft. Uh, I really love him, especially that opening overhead shot of Shaft walking through the city. Looks it's great. a long shot. Looks great. We get to see so much of the city, Times Square, uh, the, the row of cabs that he has to go past until really he finally finds one, and uh, the subway. Um, great shots of shoots of the city at night, also when he's in the cab ride. Yeah. It just just looks so beautiful. Uh, New York City captured really well, and also the action cinematography is pretty good too. So I had a lot no, of fun with that. So that's, good. that's my pick. For me, now it's my first versus, so you can take this away from me <laughs> if you want. But my special achievement was for Shaft, and it was grossing thirteen million dollars on a five hundred thousand dollar budget. Mm, damn, um, that's nice. and that's so so to put that <laughs> to put that in today's terms <laughs> to put that in today's terms. Uh, now that was domestic; they weren't looking yeah. worldwide mm. at that point. Mm. But um, so Black Panther would have to gross five billion dollars in today's damn. terms on on the two hundred million dollar budget. That I better it ain't had. that fucking good. So, um, so that would be five times more than uh, Captain America: Civil War made mm. worldwide just on. Mm. Uh, Damn. Um, so, so you know, MGM was pretty happy with the paycheck oh, that yeah. they got with that <laughs> uh, because they weren't paying anybody for that movie. I yeah. know that they do. we need more black yeah. people. <laughs> um, so, so that was mine. You know, t- today's value is like tw- it made twenty six times what they paid. Damn, for that's, it. Awesome. So, that's awesome. Yeah, my special um, achievement cousin Wayne was not only was Shaft a pioneer for the black spa- black exploitation genre. But it was one of the first Hollywood movies led by a black man, mm-hmm. and one of the first movies ever that has a character saying that he is gay. Mm-hmm. That's fucking yeah. progressive as <laughs> right. shit. Black mm-hmm. um, lead actor and mm-hmm. a and a character saying that he's gay mm-hmm. means nothing to you, huh? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with the titillating boobies. Yeah, titillating <laughs> boobies. <laughs> that was my um, special achievement. I think that's really special. So. Um, that t- and I started Googling that. I started looking up um, uh, uh, gay characters in yeah. cinema. And I came up with a lot of uh, soap opera stuff, 1975, mm-hmm. 1976, 77, um, stuff like that. But I, I, Shaft is 71. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything that, that predated 71. Right. So um, that takes us to uh, Best Supporting. Uh, I went with Shaft. Uh, Moses Gunn is b- bumpy. Okay. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> he was definitely a supporting actor. Like I said, just what a great villain. You know, I loved it. He's just so believable. I mean, I, I could just picture this guy being a real, not an actor, but like somebody that, like, hey, wait a minute, uh, Mr. Kingpin, sir, would you like to do a movie for us? And he just played himself. Yeah. You know, just so believable. Good. All right. I also had to go with Moses Gunn as Bumpy Jonas and Shaft. Uh, he, he is in uh, only a few scenes, and there are also brief scenes, but yeah. he just sells his character so well. Um, he's believable both as a villain but also as just his father who's mourning the uh his missing daughter worried for her, her life and uh just the commitment that Moses uh puts into that is just really good there's menace in his posturing his posturing you can tell he's a he's a badass but also vulnerable and he, at times as well and uh yeah I was just really impressed by it I went with Jerry Jones as FBI agent Blakely in Dolomite. I admit now, maybe it's because the acting was so bad in that movie <laughs> that his <laughs> seemed so much better. Oh my god, this but, guy actually knows what he's doing. Yeah, but he like he seemed like a real actor in this ridiculous yeah. like playground of a movie. 
And I also just couldn't get by at the end where he's shooting people up. He's having his Wild West moment. The way that he's like shooting those guns. So. I always wanted to do a Western. No. Yeah. No, he like has them out in front of him like like Wild West style shooting. So that, that, that won it for me. Right on. Best supporting, man. I'm going Dolomite. Um, I almost gave this um, award to uh, Rubber Chicken as well. Um, because I, I, this is, I mean, come on guys, this is Shaft and Dolomite. This yeah, is Richard Roundtree yeah. and Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's their movie, you know? So supporting kind of went out the window, man. It's like, <laughs> put, put them in front of the camera and make them do some crazy shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to give my award to, um, someone who, uh, who lent some realism, uh, to this movie. All right. So I went out there, dude. I went out on the ledge guys. I went, um, with Venus Rackstraw. Um, for supporting actor as the hamburger pimp. <laughs> I, was, I almost did too. Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. I remember watching this. I was like, this dude is so believable. It's like the way that he walks and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess like, uh, so Rudy Ray Moore, he was the producer of this film. He did a lot of the casting behind the scenes stuff. And he couldn't find anybody in his, in his casting department, right? Um, or in his cast, in, in the crew to play the hamburger pimp. They just didn't have that walk and, and, and that kind of vibe, right? Yeah. And so he would just start uh, doing some location scouting and he, he ran into this um, this guy, Venus Rackstraw. And he's a really, he's a really a fucking pity hustler. Oh <laughs> he's a real fucking pity hustler. You know, I gotta wonder, uh, have you guys seen the movie Menace to Society? Yeah, yeah. The guy who's going around saying, I suck your dick. That's <laughs> definitely off of Venus Rackstraw. Okay, I, I always, guys, I'm always, you know, I, when I saw Dolomite and I wondered, like, did Minister Society get this from Dolomite? Yeah, yeah. You know? So okay. I had to give some love to him, dude, because he plays the fucking part. He was either high when they filmed it, yeah. or he's an amazing actor, right? <laughs> yeah. I want my money in advance. But so <laughs> found him just walking the streets like yeah. that. He's like, hey, you want to be in a movie? And I was like, dude, it's perfect. Yeah. I'll give you an eight ball. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. So that takes us to best lead actor. Uh, Richard Roundtree. Uh, hands down. The best actor in both of these. I mean, he, he, he it showed. He was just more professional. Like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Not just a shaft, but as an actor. You know what I mean? And he's just he's just so smooth about everything. So believable. I could you know I I like I can literally believe that that character exists. That there's just a smooth badass motherfucker in New York City taking care of everybody and making some money on the side. You know, <laughs> I, I love it. I also had to go with uh, Richard Roundtree as uh, Shaft. He's just such a charismatic actor. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. funny. He can be tough. He has a mean stare. Are you talking uh, about Shaft or Dolomite? I'm talking about Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could drink a beer with Shaft, man. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, he's just... Uh, he has great chemistry with uh, all the actors, and he's just a really compelling character to watch. Um, so I had to give it to, to Shaft. Yeah, I went Richard Roundtree as well, you know. He came from the theater, and sometimes people like Anne Hathaway who come from theater, I just think are so fucking annoying. Uh, <laughs> but he, like, he, he was, yes. you know, he he didn't overplay it, you know. He uh, was right in there. Best actor in both films. Easy pick for yeah, me. Yeah, same here. Right on. Um, my second and last tie of the night, so I used my, my two ties. I'm going Richard Roundtree and Rudy uh, Rudy Ray Morris, Shaft and Dolomite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Roundtree is just oozing with charisma and confidence. I mean, he'll, he's always going to be Shaft. I mean, even Samuel Jackson yeah. I love Samuel couldn't even Jackson, take the Shaft but, yeah, spotlight. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Richard Roundtree's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's left his mark on cinema. But, um, you know, I was almost leaning towards Rudy Ray Moore. Um, for really? His, yeah, but mm-hmm. I ended up going a tie. But uh, the, Dolomite was Rudy's first movie. And, and you could tell. No, 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 I think I think in his long parables. You know how you're like you were just entranced by yeah. these parables. Yeah. Like he he nailed the parables about the Titanic and shit. And you're like, what the fuck's he doing? Like probably one take, just doing this. Um. 
And, and then again, there's something that he emphasizes the fuck word. He does, the way he says it. The way he that. says it is so perfect. I mean, it's truly beautiful. And both are icons of the genre, Dolomite and Shaft, um, which is um, because of those performances, you know? So I think um, it deserves a tie. So that's where I went. All right. That takes us to best scene. Uh, Shaft. Uh, towards the end, when Shaft is dangling out of an apartment window from a rope. <laughs> and then he just, he just throws a Molotov cocktail. Was the there room. even reason for that Molotov cocktail thrown through the window? It was just so fucking elaborate. <laughs> I mean, they could have easily have done. Yeah. I, did so it, I did it make it. a difference throwing that fire through the window? No, <laughs> because <laughs> they only looked at it for one second, and turned around. Yeah, what yeah. was the point of it? Because it didn't go up, right? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. It was just there, man. <laughs> I loved it. No, I know. I like love it there, there's so many ways they could have done this so much easier. But Chef's like. Uh-uh, motherfuckers. <laughs> You're going to lower me down this road. There's going to be a guy here, a guy here. I'm going to throw this bomb through a window for no fucking reason. And then I'm going to bl- blast in there through the window, immediately following the bomb, yeah. and shoot everybody. That's so <laughs> and good. that's what happened. <laughs> for best scene, I went with Shaft. But I went with uh, Shaft and Bumpy's initial meeting in their office. I just thought it was a great scene from top to bottom. You start off with the inversion of the detective trope, where it's usually the detective sitting in his office, the clients come in, and they sit down for a chat. But in this case, uh, the clients come in, Shaft isn't even there. They're super pissed, especially as the <laughs> lieutenant guy saying, man, this is like disrespect, man. Show us some more respect next time. <laughs> it's just like really hilarious. And then they start getting down to brass tacks and... Uh, just the give and take between uh, Moses Gunn and Richard Roundtree, I just yeah. thought it was great. Um, Shaft uh, doubting Bumpy and just the tension there. He, him not Shaft not wanting to work with Bumpy because he knows that Bumpy's uh, he's a he's a thug. He's he's disruptible. Shaft doesn't want his put his reputation on the line, and uh, Bumpy's reluctant to work with Shaft because. Um, he can't go to the cops because the cops would arrest him. So he has to go to Shaft, even though there's tension there as well. It's just, just that dichotomy is just so compelling. Um, and Shaft knows he has to work with Bumpy because otherwise he'll make more of an enemy with Bumpy. So that's just, that's another layer on top of that. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just a really, um, just a really strong scene. I just, yeah, it, so it takes best scene for me. For me, I went with Shaft, but I went with the bar scene. Um, mm-hmm. He goes in. I don't know where the bartender is, right? He takes yeah. over the bar. Oh, he's, yeah. That was he's, close for me. That was a run up for me. He's just like, you know, shooting really the good. shit with these uh, mob guys. Mm-hmm. He's uh, made some plan where the light goes on with some, <laughs> you know, drugged out guy over there. Mm-hmm. He's actually bartending because somebody needs a gin and tonic. Oh, and he's setting himself up to fuck a chick. Yeah, and yeah. setting himself <laughs> up to fuck a chick all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, call, and calling yes. the police uh, right, like, in, front of right in front of yeah. the mob yeah, guys. I got yeah. two. <laughs> and setting yeah. up their... Um, Setting up their arrest while pretending to like be setting up a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that that was my runner up. That's yeah, a yeah. beautiful scene. Yeah. So talked about it. It was just so complex. He's just doing everything yeah. so smooth. Just natural yeah. breathing, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, my best scene went to Dolomite. Um, him stripping outside the prison when he gets released. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the great. entire male population oh. of the prison is just watching. I don't know where are these white yeah. drawers. He just takes off his shit, puts on yeah. pimp gear, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he tells the guard to take his prison clothes and wipe his motherfucking ass with them. <laughs> okay, and then he gets into the limo. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And then he takes off his clothes again. <laughs> he, he just There's put no on. Yeah. And he looks at Booby, and I think one chick's blowing him. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, in a few minutes later, he, he kills a fucking dude, and the guy gets his dick cut off. <laughs> All in a that's day's how, work. That's how, you, that's how you do it, man. <laughs> that was my favorite scene. Um, a defining moment. Uh, you guys are going to hate me for this because you've been making fun of it the whole episode. <laughs> Uh, Shaft at the very end when he calls the detective mm-hmm. and he tells him about you know I blew this case wide open he's like well can't you do it shitty <laughs> close it yourself shitty <laughs> <laughs> to me I mean it's just they're, they're, it's so chaotic and to me that's what these grindhouse black exploitation films are they don't make a lot of sense <laughs> they don't need to make a lot of sense but we laughed at this scene uh-huh. even though we don't know what the fuck it means yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and to me that's very symbolic about these movies uh, my defining moment has to be in Shaft. His opening long walk through the city mm. is the it sets nice. up the great soundtrack. It sets up who Shaft is as a character, how he operates, how he's such a badass. You believe this guy is this uh, the black private dick who's a sex machine to all the chicks. He just it's just a really great scene. It looks great, sounds great, and uh, it definitely has to be my defining moment. Yeah, I love how that's filmed. Yeah, it's so slick. It's, it's great. Yeah, I went with the same scene, and for the same reasons, right? Mm. When you get out of that opener, Shaft needs no more explanation. No, no. You know exactly no. who he is, exactly. and uh, mm. and if that's a defining moment, then I mean, yeah. we've defined right. Shaft, that's so. a good answer, man. Yeah, I went the same one. Mm. Um, you hear that theme music, man, and it's on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You don't need to know anything else about him. Like, you're right, that's his backstory right yeah. there. Right? <laughs> He's a badass motherfucker, right? right? Uh, but you see Shaft walking through uh, 1970s era Times Square, dodging cabs, mm. giving the middle finger. I think he even says like "fuck you" or yeah. something to mm. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wearing that leather jacket, man, he looks badass. So those moments capture, I think, the spirit of the 70s, um, both in image and sound. I think it's iconic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fantastic. So um, can you guys dig it? I can dig it. We can dig it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that takes us to our next category, uh, which is Best Director. Best Director for me, uh, (laughs) Gordon Parks, Shaft. I mean, it. he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Nothing against like So this, this matchup almost wasn't fair. You know, you're, you're comparing Fright Night with Bram Stoker's Dracula here. I'm going Fright Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking would. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the dude between... Are you going Fright Night or Bram no. Stoker's Dracula? What no. are you doing? You're going Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula uh, with Francis Ford Coppola with Kanye Adam Reeves and White Out Rider? Fuck yeah, yes. that's a great fuck fucking movie. Where you that, going, man? That evil character should not be in a movie oh, ever. Fuck, boom. Fuck y'all, mother insecure boom <laughs> ass Sucker white balls. motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, sure, both these movies are black exploitation. But it's the difference between night and day. I mean, just, you know, $5 budget, $5 million. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Huge difference. But uh, So I, I had to go with Gordon Parks from Shaft. And I also had to go with Gordon Parks for Shaft. He's uh, proficient at directing so many different types of scene, whether it be the crackling conversations, the shootouts, the tours through the city, even the love scenes, which you don't see a whole lot of them. But, I mean, they get their point across. So making, <laughs> like... It's sexier by not seeing everything. So it's like Skinamax at two in the yeah. morning. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why I'd give him best director. He's just a jack of all trades, and uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I can would, dig it. Yeah, I, I went with Gordon Parks as well. Same, same thing. I mean, it, just for this category, it's it's you know yeah. apples and oranges. Yeah. Well, I went. No, <laughs> I went Gordon Parks as well. I mean, the original story uh, for Shaft was was uh, the, the hero was white. 
and really? yeah, and Gordon mm-hmm. Parks uh, cast uh, Richard Roundtree as the hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that's on the director right there, yeah, which right. was a huge move mm-hmm. for this. I mean, yeah. he could have you know he could have cast you know, name your actor right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Lee Marvin, right? I mean, it was it was a huge deal. I've heard right that's there. a rumor though, because because Chef's based on a novel, right, with a black detective. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has the director has said that several times that it was supposed to be yeah. white. So let's take let's take that away though. Yeah. Um, you know, Gordon Parks. Um, this was a, a first major film for an actor of color. You know, major Hollywood film. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal in 1971. And yeah. uh, uh, but Shaft was one of the first black exploitation films. Probably the biggest black exploitation film. We talked about sweet, you know, sweet ass, mm. <laughs> whatever by <laughs> by uh, by, Van, by, uh, yeah. by Peebles, right? Mm-hmm. But Shaft is the one that everybody knows. Like we did our poll, and you're asking Dolomite or, or Shaft. Yeah, how many Sh- people actually watched Shaft Dolomite killed before? in yeah. a poll, but everyone just voting Shaft because that's what they've heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because of Gordon Parks making a decent movie here um, that uh, he impacted the rest, I think, of black exploitation cinema, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, you know Shaft definitely played a crucial part in just the development of African American advancement yeah. in Hollywood. Hollywood, right yeah. so that's how i had to go um and this movie looks great especially yeah. that opening scene and yeah, there's just right. there's just some flourishes of gordon parks that mm-hmm. i love so yeah. but this was a game changer um for the future of black exploitation films mm-hmm. all on the shoulders of gordon parks yeah. so that's uh, why i went with that um that takes us to our wild card which is create your own category i uh, created my most category both these movies were good in their own rights like i said <clears throat> just two separate movies you know what i mean like i said almost wasn't fair but I had the both were good, but I had the most fun watching Dolomite. Hmm. You know, I mean, so like I said, Kung Fu Pimp. How can you not love <laughs> yeah. that? It's so much fun to watch. Hmm. You know, like I said every scene. Yeah, there, you might have seen the boom mic. Hell, you might have seen the boom operator. But every <laughs> scene was fun in some way, shape, or form, whether through the dialogue, the acting, or some fucked up, crazy storyline plot. Here, you know what yeah. I mean? It was just a lot of fun. I actually got to use my second tie point for this because I needed to give a wild card for both movies. Uh, for So for Shaft, I went with Best Improvised Weapon, Shaft Lighting the Gasoline Dust Newspaper with a Cigarette, <laughs> yeah. then throwing it through the window. Just uh, like such a great little moment to add a little nice little touch to that. It exhibited <laughs> his character, and it was just fun. Uh, and for Dolomite, I mean, you've been bringing it up uh, a lot, Brad, but as best delivery of profanity, Rudy Ray Moore as Dolomite <laughs> and Dolomite. I mean, I don't think he's quite up there with uh, Samuel Jackson and delivering his motherfuckers, but he's up there. He's definitely <laughs> yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what really made made the movie uh Put it on another level than otherwise would have been. Yeah. I think for me, so yeah. And that's why he got my cards. best actor. Yeah, you know, I know. so that's yeah, a big part of it. Uh, I picked for for my wild card best style, right? Mm-hmm. And it went to Dolomite, hands uh, down. Yeah, I mean, right uh, Shafts, you know, his leather jacket yeah, awesome. and turtleneck. That's a it's good one. smooth. That's good. You know, he mm-hmm. he can you know he can go through New York City. But Dolomite saying, "I don't give a fuck who's looking at me. I don't need to blend in. I don't need to like." He wants to stay out. Exactly. So best style goes to Dolomite for sure. That's awesome, dude. Um, I went with my favorite karate scene because I I love I love the karate in fucking Dolomite. It was so epic, shitty. It was it was so shitty. Um, the choreography was shit in an epic way. It was, um, but they had a huge team for it. If you look at the, <laughs> I know, and you bring in a team like that to do your 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 choreography. Like, I bet right? None of them brought resumes. One of them, do you know karate? Sure do. All one right, of them was a samurai, samurai sword master. Was like one of the. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh my god. That is awesome. And there was not one sword scene. (laughs) So I'm going with Dolomite, the karate showdown at Dolomite's Club, the total experience. (laughs) It's like by the end of this, like punches and kicks miss by a foot. Oh yeah. I don't (laughs) I don't I don't know who's on whose side. People just killing each other. There's even a a guy at the uh, the kitchen who puts a guy's uh, face on the fucking like the the stove top. Yeah. And you, you one of your favorite kills was in that in that uh, yeah, the knife fight. Yeah. The knife fight. Like I don't even know who's fighting who here. It's just fucking shitty yeah. in an epic way, and I love it. So I went, right I went that way. Um, so that takes us to our final category, which is best <sighs> picture, cousin Wayne. I, I had to go Shaft. I I love Dolomite. I really do, but. Better picture means, you know, better quality, better acting, etc. So Shaft was it. I really felt like uh, there should have been two different ones. Yeah, same here. I had to go Shaft. Best looking, best sounding, best acted, written, made overall. It's a standard barrier for black exploitation films. Also, I think it's a really good detective score, story and crime film. Maybe not the best, but it's really solid. Uh, holds up. I just had a lot of fun. Made more it. sense than Dolomite. <laughs> yes, yes. Shaft, yeah, same same reasons. I mean, it's just, is it a more fun movie? That's a different question. Uh, Is it a better movie? Yeah, right there with Jeremy. Okay, well, I so I went at it from a different angle. Best picture, like my best picture, Mm. right? Yeah, so sure, Shaft was better made, but then. You know, how, how do you judge that? Is it better? Is it best picture because it was better made? Or is it better because it's so shitty that it's great? Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just because something has a better budget and, and it's better written. I mean, I enjoyed Dolomite way, oh, yeah. way more. I'm with you. So my best picture went to, to Dolomite. And uh, I, both movies are pioneers. Mm-hmm. Both of them are pioneers of the black exploitation mm-hmm. um, yeah, genre. Again, apples and oranges, man. They're yeah, totally and different. it's it's not a it's not a quality film, but it's entertaining as hell. Um, and even Dolomite's been um, labeled the Citizen Kane of, of black exploitation. <laughs> yeah. Of black exploitation, that's, that's a pretty accurate title. Yeah, right? so it's that. it's Dolomite is is best best picture because of how shitty it is. It's great because of how shitty it is. And uh, I like the boom mics. I wouldn't take that away. I wouldn't oh, take yeah. any of the boom mics away. You know, I, I loved it. And I think if you're if you're looking, I think I brought this up earlier, but if you're looking for the 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 uh, the black experience, I don't know if you guys are going to disagree with me on this, but I go um, Dolomite. I mean, oh, it's yeah. writer, yeah, producer, true. star, all black. I mean, black money, no white studio interference. This mm-hmm. is a black movie. Yeah, Shaft, mm-hmm. you can tell there there is so well white influence I guess mm-hmm. that's the only way to put it yeah I mean you tell uh, where's Dolomite I mean you know it it was yeah. black I mean you know they, they did mm-hmm. this they did this the way they wanted to and quality wise no it wasn't all that great but I mean story yeah. and, and fun it's fucking amazing I have a quote here that says Shaft is a product of the white studio imagination yeah. and, and merely a black skin replica of the white hero um, commonly found in the detective genre it, it, it shows and, it really I, yeah, I can see that and um, all the uh, all the backers to Shaft, all the producers were white men, probably like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have mm-hmm. a Ryan Coogler, all the cast, the editor, all black. But you're talking about the the Marvel engine, the Disney engine is probably mm-hmm. mostly, I would imagine, yeah. all white. Oh yeah. And uh, with with uh, Dolomite here, I think the black experience is it within Dolomite. Yeah. But does yeah. Dolomite happen without Shaft though? Because Shaft True. Shaft proved that a black led movie could be successful. True. True. Yeah. 
I'll give you that. So um, I'm going Dolomite though for best picture, just because of the value, the fun value yeah. in Dolomite. So fun wise, Dolomite would take it exactly. Yes. So we will count the golden idols, and we will be right back with the results. So let's take a break, guys. Looks like you're gonna have to close it yourself. Shitty. <laughs> We are back, motherfuckers. So before we give the Golden Idol results, um, let's talk about that video land poll. What okay? a fucking landslide. Uh, one thing I want to know is let, let's take a, another poll. How many people that voted actually saw Dynamite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Dolomite, sorry. Yeah. I mean, how the fuck can you vote on this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what pisses me yeah. off. Mm-hmm. If you're going to vote on something, make sure you've seen you know both movies. Yeah. And it's- this was our lowest, I think, lowest poll in a long time. And I think it was because of that reason. No one's recently watched Shaft Well, there's exploitation films, whether they're black or Grindhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. People don't watch that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're too busy watching, catching up with all the Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. You know, more than likely, you know. And watching, that's not, that's not everybody. Watching the Oscars mm-hmm. I don't want to put A.B. in a box, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's what it is. Shaft and yeah. Dolomite more than likely, is not getting watched right now. So what was the poll? The poll was 25 to 2. 25 to 2. So, so April <laughs> and Timothy Burns are your only friends, Brad, on wow. Dolomite wow. train. <laughs> How did they April even watch Dolomite? So I don't even know what she's voting for. <laughs> God damn it, April. <laughs> So what do you what do you guys what do you think about this poll? Uh, I think it's probably because Shaft is more widely known and more widely seen. So it's just you know, because of name recognition. I'm thinking yeah. that's why it won. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? I agree, but there's a reason it has more ra- name recognition. Right? <laughs> I don't so, know. I I, I I still stick with the fact that Dolomite was such a more fun movie. I, I only picked a Shaft as best pick because I felt like I had to. All right, well, yeah. Cousin Wayne, who is the Golden Idol winner tonight? The Golden Idol winner is Shaft. And again, here, by a fucking landslide, it was double the points. Yeah. So, All right, guys, so um, Shaft is the only movie that matters at this point. Um, does it deserve Pantheon? I mean, Dolomite's not even the question right now, but I always like asking, if Dolomite would have won, would you have said yes to I'd Pantheon? I'd have said yes. Would you really? Yeah, I would Wow. Have. That's awesome. Nice. I, I truly believe, and I'm, I'm going to put that to the fucking test tonight if everybody will go along with it, that every genre has a pantheon in it and i think dolomite would have done that for for the black exploitation yeah, genre i think so what about you matt i would have said probably said no i think a lot of it has to do with that opening scene and just scattered throughout there's just some uh bad acting that i couldn't really get behind i mean it's mainly i think rudy ray moore who steals the show uh the actress who plays uh what queen bee or mm-hmm. she was really good as well some of the yeah. other performances but some of it you just tell it was so amateurish and i couldn't even get behind um i mean some of i enjoyed for what it was because of you know the poor production quality it's still enjoyable it's yeah. still fun to look at it's still fun to I mean, listen you think to. you'll ever be able to get behind a amateur production that is just a blast for pantheon i might be able to it just has to be entertaining throughout for me and uh-huh. i don't think uh dolomite wasn't quite there for me in terms of being a blast throughout okay. so what about no. you Dolomite would have been a no for me. <laughs> I mean, I can look past a couple things for a genre, you know, for, for like the movie of a genre, but I have to look past acting. Yeah. I have to look past story. I have to look past boom mics. I can't look past it all for Pantheon. Dude, it's the black experience. <laughs> boom mics are not the black experience. The, the operator was white. Bad, act, bad acting isn't either. I mean, we've got some some people doing amazing work in acting right now. All right, guys. Well, the uh, the question of the night. All right, Shaft is the winner. So does it belong in the house of the gods? Shaft. 
who do I want to start with? Let's start with Matthew. Okay. Is Shaft Pantheon? I have to say no. It's okay. a great movie. It's a fun movie. It's important for what it is. But I feel that other movies have done it better since then, even though it's a landmark film. I just don't quite think it's quite up there enough for Pantheon. Okay. I was going to say kick it up there. Because I, 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 if, honestly, if Shaft did not make it into Pantheon, then pretty much there are no black exploitation films that would ever make it. So I disagree with that. You, Shaft, would, you would have just Shaft, said yes to Dolomite. I would have, but let's look at who the fuck we're dealing with um, here, okay? <laughs> and if Shaft, the, the cream of the crop of you know black exploitation films, if it got shot down, then there's no fucking way in hell any other black exploitation film I don't will know, make. man. I you, think... Look who we have to go past. Uh-huh. We got people blocking Psycho for fuck's sake. You think <laughs> there's any... Apocalypse now. He's not the only one. Do you think that there is a snowball's chance in hell that any independent grindhouse or exploitation film is going to fucking make it? No. Uh, you know, <laughs> not so, for years. Maybe years down the road, out of desperation for something different to get in the Pantheon. Uh-huh. Maybe. But I promise you, not It's, it's interesting. Then. I had a few people ask me um, to turn this into a three-way tonight. <laughs> All because, right. Well, because uh, a lot of people wanted to see Black Dynamite. In here, I would have loved to have seen that, and I I wanted to, but I think that because Black Dynamite is kind of a riff, you know, kind of riffing on on the black exploitation genre. Well, Dolomite isn't a well, yeah. Dolomite is as is as well, but um, I think I would I love Black Dolom uh, Black Dolomite. <laughs> I love Black Dynamite, and I think it has a solid chance. Um, I don't think do it would guys, make it. No, I don't think it would. I have you ever I, seen Black Dynamite? I still need to see that. So I, I, okay. I, I think it could. I think Black Dynamite could make it. I see? think it's got a chance. Yeah, so I if think people there's... open their minds enough. Yeah, I think there's yeah, a yeah, few. If they do that, but they won't. <laughs> do you consider Jackie Brown black exploitation? No. No. I don't. Just hints of black exploitation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's hints of it, but but not. But not like, full blown. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, so I'm curious because you still have Superfly, you have Truck Turner, you know, you have you have some interesting ones. I'd like to do a marathon of that uh, next year, but um, yeah, I definitely do think every genre has a pantheon film. But I have to agree with uh, with you, Matt. I don't think uh, um, Shaft is is pantheon. I love Shaft. I love Richard Roundtree, um, the cinematography, defining moment. I love the the, uh, the theme music, um, but it's to me, it's just a generic detective story yeah. that uh, at the end oh, of the yeah. day uh, so, and you can again, tell there's a lot of white influence in it yeah and it's, there's a you know i'm watching my clock kind of at the end of both these i prefer dolomite but uh, it, i'm, I'm kind of like okay get on with the story you know uh, but i think at the end of the day um shaft is a, is a fun cool movie yeah, dolomite's yeah. so much more fun but it doesn't rank up there with some of the movies that we just mentioned apocalypse now psycho i don't put shaft in that mix um, but Black Dynamite, um, Dolomite, I don't know if I could. I might. I might just for the fun value um, in Dolomite. Um, but what about you, Jeremy? So it's already been blocked, so it's not going up, but what yeah. would you have said? If we were in Pantheon Season 1, I would have said no. But today, because what we have in Pantheon, we, we've put some things through specifically for what they are for their genre. Uh-huh. And I think Shaft is that. I, I mean, I, I forget what the statistic was. Uh, it was like 231 black exploitation films that happened rapidly after Shaft's success. And for that, that's why I would have voted yes, because I think I think there's no Black Panther today if Shaft hadn't been successful yeah. in 1971. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So you would have said yes? Mm-hmm. Nobody so, would give a shit about black films if it hadn't been for mm-hmm. this kind of genre. Really. Yeah, which I'm really interested in, um, you know, taking a look at uh, uh, people's uh, uh, badass song. 
you know, because that was made in 71. It was before Shaft. Yeah. And it's it scored the same way as Shaft. It's like 70% on RT. But again, if you look at critics across the board, not just RT, which I know you don't agree with, no. I tend to agree with, but you look at uh, critics across the board, and I think it's scored like that. What was your scores for IMDb? Uh, IMDb, uh, Shaft got a 6.6, and Dolomite got a 6.0. Yeah, and I was looking at Black Dynamite earlier, and uh, Black Dynamite's in the 90s. No shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nice. later this year, we'll find out, though, because um, after Grindhouse came out with Tarantino and Death mm-hmm. Proof and um, Planet Terror, there was a small stream of movies that came out. Not many, but we had Machete and we had uh, Black Dynamite. Okay, those were kind of the two standouts. So this year, I, I think that's a great uh, pairing right there. Machete, exploitation. Black exploitation. I think that's a great versus. That would be mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, there's some I great kills. There's some a lot of fun there. Um, and, and you know Scott Sanders and, and Robert Rodriguez. So I uh, so it's shut down. Matt shut it down. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you hunky <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so guys, any comments? Did you guys have fun? With I that? had a fucking blast. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like again, I felt like I was watching two different completely movies. <laughs> yeah. I really did. But yeah. the, the the fun factor here was just. Off the fucking. I charts. laughed out loud on my couch a few times. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was just like sitting. I'm like, oh my fucking god, did you really say that? Did yeah. You did it. You know, I mean, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I yeah. did. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I on my own, I probably wouldn't have watched something like Dolomite, but I, I ended up being really glad I did. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> ended up being a very entertaining movie. Um, so yeah, I'd seen Shaft before, but it's also nice to revisit it. So I had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never seen Dolomite before. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, I suggest you pour yourself a hard drink <laughs> and sit down for, for a fun evening. Or roll right? yourself, roll <laughs> yeah. yourself a fat one order of pizza. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>, no <laughs> shit. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks. thank you for listening. Um, do you guys have any other, other final comments tonight? Uh, you know, a lot of people, like I said, uh, the reason why Shaft got so many votes is that's the only black exploitation movie they know. I mean, come on, people. Open your minds up a little bit. Go check out some more of this stuff. It's fun. Yeah, there's so many. Like, you know, people like... Uh, we did one last year. We did one last if year. If you had... hadn't said anything about Dolomite or anything like that, and you would have walked up to your average video lander and said, pick three yeah. black exploitation films, a few of them might be able to get to two. And yeah. you know, people... I, I love doing episodes like this because maybe people open up their minds a little bit yeah. more and see what else is out there. Don't don't look at your top tens. Don't look at your Oscar winners. Fuck that shit. You know, go out, see what else is there, see what yeah. you like. You know what I mean? And that's so I what, and, really and that's what we're doing a lot this I, year. I love it. I fucking yeah. love we're it. We're doing an it's Andy important. Sedaris marathon later this year, which and from the seventies to the nineties, he was about uh, <coughs> guns, girls, and g strings. <laughs> he always had play uh, Playboy models, um, explosions on a, on a, a ten dollar budget. <laughs> and that's see, all not, he... not everything's got to be a touchy feeling. This yeah. is what I'm feeling kind of movie for it to be good. This you dude know? did twenty movies and no one knows who he is. Okay, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna talk about him. We're gonna talk about Wing Wing here pretty soon. Fuck yeah! But we're also gonna balance that out with shit you do know. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And some Citizen Kane. That's what it's all about. I think is trying to get a mix in there. Yeah, and showing people what's out there. Exactly. We did last year. We did Jackie Brown versus Coffee versus Foxy Brown. That was great. I really wish we'd fun. have had Pantheon then. That would have yeah, been fucking we, we, awesome. Didn't we have it then? Yeah, we yeah we had yeah it was it was last year. We no, had it then. Yeah, because Jackie Brown won, and we talked about kicking it up. And I think I said yes. I believe you said yes. I said yes you? too. Oh, was uh, was. There was two other people in that one. I think Kyle. It, I think it got and... blocked. I can see Jackie Brown getting Shit. blocked though. I no, mean, I, I understand. If there's a Tarantino film that deserves Pantheon, I think it's Jackie Brown. You know, uh, Jackie Brown. I've opened up to a lot. I I don't have any problems with Jackie. Maybe Brown. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I'd have to rewatch it, but yeah. But all right, guys. Um, 
You guys good enough to close this episode out? I'm good. good. I'm, I'm good, good, man. This was a fucking blast. Yeah, thanks for having us do this, man. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's black exploitation versus um, cousin Wayne. Where can Video Land find you? Uh, you can find me in Video Land, uh, muscle on Facebook as cousin Wayne or on Instagram. You can find me at Traveling Matt seventy seven. You can find me on Facebook and the AV Group. Uh, you can find me on Goodreads. Uh, hopefully, I'm be a little more active uh, pretty soon. Uh, and uh, you can might be able to find me on WordPress once I get another blog up. But uh, you can find me a lot of places. You have a book coming out here pretty soon, right? I do. I'm almost done with editing it. Uh, I should start the publication process uh, early in March. So What's it hopefully called? Sometime soon. The Burging Heart of Bambi Bazooms. Give us some here, man. What's That's a, an interesting title. Man. It's about a former cartoon stripper who uh, heads into Chicago, uh, falls in love with a, a human um, options trader, and uh, gets involved in uh, black activism work. Speaking of of that, and uh, yeah, I think it's. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Cool. Cool. Looking forward to checking that out. I don't right. have any right. books coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me Tell on... Tell us the... about your wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Is it well, coming out? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the Facebook group, Twitter, JS Clifo. Uh, that's it. You can't find me anywhere else. All right. We're on Adventures in Video Land. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're pretty, pretty doing pretty good on Facebook, but the goddamn Twitter is going pretty low. <laughs> you know, I actually downloaded that app and was just like, you know what? I couldn't find anything else but fucking porn. <laughs> All I see is Twitter, uh, Trump stuff is on Twitter. Whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're it's uh, all bullshit. We're at uh, what about three thousand three hundred, almost almost four hundred. Yeah. On yeah. Facebook, that's, so we're growing pretty yeah. good. Dude, I man. We we started out as just a Facebook page. Yeah, and it was like, well, that's how everyone starts out mm-hmm. on Facebook. <laughs> no, we started yeah, out. With, you, we started out. Um, man, I think it, obviously it was the first hundred. Then it was like six hundred. Mm. I remember the big push for a thousand people, and we were a long way yeah. off. Um, yeah, yeah. But to be three times that now, and it's not been that long. No, right? yeah. so, yeah. so uh, but we're all over the place. So until next time, my good people, you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour. Stay black, motherfuckers. Yeah.